are listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. My co-host today is Cindy Johnson, award-winning volunteer for Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Jeremy, and happy Indigenous Peoples Day, everyone. Yeah, thank you. So today is October 8th, and this is episode 246 of Lighthearted. In a couple of minutes, we'll listen to a conversation I had about a fascinating hiking trail in Spain called O Camino dos Faros, or The Lighthouse Way. Before we get to that, are there any interesting events at Lighthouses coming up this month? I'm glad you asked. The St. Augustine Lighthouse and Museum in Florida is holding a series of Dark of the Moon ghost tours. They started a few days ago and will continue this coming week, Thursday through Sunday, October 11th through the 15th. Guests can learn the ghostly history behind the light station and keeper's house, conduct their own paranormal investigation, and ascend the 219 steps for a nighttime view of the nation's oldest city. Visit staugustinelighthouse.org to learn more. I love St. Augustine Lighthouse. Mm. I was just there a couple of years ago. That sounds like a great event. Also, the 2023 Lighthouse Challenge of New Jersey will be happening October 21st and 22nd. The challenge is to visit 10 land-based lighthouses, three life-saving stations, one museum, and one virtual site. Not exactly sure what that means, but one (laughs) one virtual site over the two-day weekend. Check out Lighthouse Challenge NJ. Again, lighthousechallengenj.com for more info. The 27th annual Lakeside Marblehead Lighthouse Festival in Ohio, always held on the second Saturday in October, will take place from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on October 14th. This free event includes tours of Marblehead Lighthouse, live entertainment, over 100 arts and crafts vendors, and much more. Go to lakesideohio.com for all the details. There are lots of lighthouse events this month. We can't mention them all, but I do want to mention that Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses... Uh, organization that's near and dear to us, will have a special Halloween event at the Lions Club Hall in Kittery, Maine on Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m. It will include a presentation about haunted lighthouses by paranormal expert Ron Kolek and yours truly. Check PortsmouthHarborLighthouse.org for more info and tickets. So you think you might make that event, Cindy? Oh, I hope so. I scheduled to work on a Friday evening, but um, I'll see what I can do. Okay. For sure. Get your costume ready. Sounds fun. Yeah, I think it will be. So, Cindy, please help me tell our listeners about today's guest. Sure. O Camino dos Faros, or the Lighthouse Way, is a 125-mile hiking route in Galicia in the northwest part of Spain. The route passes nine lighthouses, as well as forts, fishing villages, beaches, and important landmarks in the portion of the coast known as Acosta de Morte. National Geographic called the Lighthouse Way an under-the-radar gem, and the Telegraph called it one of the 50 best adventure vacations in the world. The Lighthouse Way is divided into eight sections, with an average hiking time of nine hours per section, allowing for time to stop along the way for meals and, of course, photos. The route is steep in places and is considered of medium difficulty. The organization known as the Association of O Camino dos Faros was created with one goal, to make the hiking trail a reality and to preserve it for people to experience with maximum respect for nature. Our guest today, Cristina Alonso, is the president of the Association of O Camino dos Faros. She also has a very interesting personal connection to lighthouses, as you'll hear. 
Uh, and I should mention, uh, Christina speaks excellent English. It might be a little hard to understand every word uh, because of her accent, but I think everyone will certainly get the gist of uh, everything she says. So let's listen to my conversation with Christina Alonso now. I'm speaking today with Christina Alonso, who is the president of the Association of Ocamino dos Faros. And I just told Christina, please pardon my mediocre Spanish pronunciations, but uh, I do do my best. Thank you so much for being with me today, Christina. It's a pleasure for me uh, also, uh, Jeremy. I'm very happy you contacted me. It's a really interesting subject. So before we talk about Ocamino dos Faros or the Lighthouse Way, I understand you have a, a very personal reason for your interest in lighthouses. I didn't know about this until the other day we were talking about it. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yes, for sure. I'm really passionate about lighthouses because my mom and my dad, they, they were lighthouse keepers in one of the lighthouses in, uh, in my village, in Camarinas, in Costa del Morte. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Vilan Lighthouse. I'm sorry to interrupt you for a second. Just to clarify, Vilan, is it V-I-L-A-N, is that right? V-I-L-A-N, yes. Vilan. Yeah. Uh-huh. We call Vilan Lighthouse. It's in an, a really nice place. And actually, my mom and my dad, they were lighthouse keepers uh, on, of this lighthouse for more than 40 years. And actually, I was born and I grew up and I passed the rest of my, land, my life until my my mind was retired retired in 2019 so you know i was really educated around lighthouses and lighthouse keepers and yeah. in a um, singular place as is a lighthouse you know with all the landscapes and everything and for sure uh, my family i have a background of lighthouse keepers because my great grandfather was a lighthouse keeper then my grandma was born in a lighthouse, uh, as me, mm-hmm. and my uh, my grandma was uh, <laughs> was married with another lighthouse uh, keeper. So this is why my dad was born and grew up and having his her, his own life in the same lighthouse that uh, he was working and. Uh, I was born and was, you know, grow up and everything. So as you see, we we actually we have three generations that, you know, my family were lighthouse keepers. Now nowadays, my brothers and I we know like lighthouse keepers because the profession stops. Yeah. But you can see how is my passionate about the lighthouses because every single time that I go traveling uh, around. Uh, by by a coast and searching for a lighthouse, you know. My life is around the lighthouse, you know, and for sure I need to end it in a project like uh, involved lighthouses, you know, yeah. nothing to do with lighthouses, but uh, it, this project is regarding um, hiking and uh, landscapes and other kind of things, but the, the main characters uh, of this route is uh, the night lighthouses that in my region. Yeah, which is why it's called the Lighthouse Way of Camino dos Faros. Yeah. Do you feel if there was still such a profession as lighthouse keeper, do you think you would be a lighthouse keeper? The thing is, when I was young, I love it. 
to become a lighthouse keeper. And even my, my brothers also, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we have a lot of conversations that uh, we're thinking, what, what happened if we, we, you know, we do the sum to carry on to become a, a, a lighthouse keeper like mom and dad? But actually, year by year, the profession was changing, you know, with the, the new technology, the digital uh, machines, um, the lighthouse where I was, I was living. It was the first lighthouse, electric lighthouse in Spain, you know? Mm-hmm. And actually, it was evolved so quickly in the last uh, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the lighthouse keepers need to actually to, to develop their own skills. You know, it was actually, it was a, a huge change to, to deal with the, you know, how, how, it, work, how it works at uh, the, the lighthouse, you know? It's a, it was a completing changes sure. uh, for the last 50 years. Yeah. So, Same, yeah. Same thing here, you know, they're all, they've been all automated in the United mm-hmm. States since about 1990, and now they're all changing to LED lights and uh, very yeah. easy, easy to maintain. They don't require much, much attention at all. So uh, to move on, I, I, um, the Lighthouse Way, the uh, O Camino dos Faros, mm-hmm. is in the Galicia region, which is uh, northwest yeah. Spain, is that yes, correct? Yes, um, Spain uh, is formed with 17 uh, uh, autonomous regions. So okay. Galicia is one of them. It's, in yeah. the, it's, uh, it's part of Spain, but it's independent. And it's situated uh, over Portugal, uh, above Portugal. The language is very similar. We, we can understand each other also. Uh, and also, you know, uh, it's actually in in the corner of Spain, so it's very it's very simple to situate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I understand there is a Galician language, and uh, I think that, that, like you said, there's some sort of overlap with Spanish. And you you must you speak both, right, Galician and and Standard Spanish, strong, is that right? Strong little, yeah, strong little. Uh, we have a subject that is Galician language. So we even in, in my village, they speak Galician. Uh, different dialects, of course. Mm-hmm. Actually, Galician, Portuguese, uh, Spain, uh, Spanish, uh, Catalan, they come from Latin language. So basically, very similar. Actually, yeah. Well, if they if they talk fast, for sure, I'm, I'm not going to understand the Italian or the Portuguese or the Catalan. But we have similar similar uh, words uh, from Latin and also in Spanish. So yeah. it's pretty easy. Sure. The ones that I, we don't understand, uh, the Basque country. This language <laughs> is impossible for us to understand. Yeah, I've I've heard that that they have a very different language. Um, of course, English is largely based on Latin too, English and and French as well. Um, so the the route, the lighthouse route, O Camino dos Faros, is uh, again in Galicia. But the part of the coast where it's the 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 path, the trail is, is uh, Costa de Morte, right? Um, or coast coast of death. Why why did it get that name? How did it get that name? This name is um, is um, is called Costa da Morte, the death of coast, due to to lot of uh, shipwrecks that uh, have occurred uh, occurring in Spain many cent- centuries ago. 
So it says that they, they, they actually they found some ships from the Romans. So you can imagine, you know, how, how is the, the, the story about the, the, the shipwrecks in this, especially in this, in this part of, in this corner of, uh, of Galicia, of Spain, you know. The name actually is become, is, is appears in, in 1907 uh, from one of the newspapers in La Coruña called the Noroeste that who actually called uh, because of one of the, the, the shipwreck red that was happens in, uh, on, the, on that time, on the, on the age. And it was announced that uh, because it's coming many, many few uh, shipwrecks in, in, you know, it was actually probably in one year, it was five or even, or even, even more, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in, in a short period of, of, uh, of years. So they called, it was the first time that was recorded, was called Costa da Morte. So yeah. from, that, from that time, uh, all the newspapers around and all the news uh, was uh, actually, you just carry on calling the Costa da Morte, uh, the death of course, but actually <laughs> it's not the Costa da Morte anymore, it's the cost of life. I say that it's the cost of life, you know, because it's... Uh, is, is, is plenty, is full of life, is, with a lot of uh, and beautiful line, landscapes mm -hmm. and, uh, and dunes and beaches. And actually, it's very protective and sensitive uh, place that is, uh, is um, uh, we call Red Natura 2000, uh, Nature Network 2000, that is actually uh, protected by the, uh, the European community, the village are really far away from the coast and from this part of the area. So actually it was between Malpica to Finisterre that it, that it goes through the, the, the lighthouse way. It's 200 kilometers, more or less. Now I understand, yeah, uh, the coast of death, Costa de Morte has kind of a bleak sound to it. And from everything <laughs> I've seen uh, of that, that area, it's not bleak at all. It's so beautiful. It reminds no, no. me a lot. There's a place called Port de, de Moore in French in, the, uh, in uh, Wisconsin in our Great Lakes. Okay. It's a, a passage, a water passage that got that name again because it was dangerous and stuff. But it's another. it's a beautiful area. So the county, the part of uh, Wisconsin around there is called Door County. Just door. They didn't want to be called the Door of Death County. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's but similar. No, don't, yeah, but don't be, don't be scared, you know, because it's a lovely place to come and, and visit. Very relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it looks looks fantastic. Yeah. So let's let's talk about more about the the uh, Lighthouse Way or Camino dos Faros. How how uh, did it get started? This project started one day in Malpica. Was uh, Malpica was the, the where, where it started the Costa da Morte. Uh, it's a it's a village, a really nice village. Uh, and there they were having a drinks uh, for friends, and they actually they they having a conversation and they decided and they was planning how to connect Malpica to Finisterre. But they wanted to discover all these um, fishing uh, pads that was uh, using for the locals uh, many years ago. And actually, nowadays, they were, they were uh, using the, the fishermen 
that they're going to be just fishing with the cane made by the coast. And in, in 2012, they decided to, let's go and do it, you know? Just try to see what happened. So these four friends, they started this adventure. And actually, uh, at the beginning, they were so complicated because uh, there was, uh, they, they needed to speak with the locals, to see to see where 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 were located these uh, these paths, um, uh, sometimes they arrived to one point and they didn't find the they didn't they, they couldn't continue in the path because uh, it's, you know because it was very vegetation that was covered the the path was they were really struggling to 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 actually um, to having this adventure you know but actually after a few months. They arrived to Pinsterre, who is the end of uh, the, this, uh, this uh, way, the lighthouse way. And suddenly they arrived there and they say, and now what happened? Shall we keep it for ourselves or shall we tell to everybody? So they, they were thinking, okay, so let's, uh, let's do what happened if we publish in, uh, in the Facebook network. We can put a, a day, we can actually write it down a day, uh, an hour, and, and a, a location where we can meet. And having a, like a meeting point to, because they say, okay, we're going to do a route from Malpica to Niños. And that day appears 22 people, 22 mm -hmm. persons who were interested to do the, the walking with uh, these four friends. And then suddenly uh, the mouth to mouth started to 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 working, to work, and the the second uh, appointment, or so the second the second day, who, who were announced in Facebook, uh, appeared more people and more people until arrived to finish the day. And when they arrived to finish the day, they said, "Okay, that was a year later." You can imagine that. And uh, uh, because they didn't they didn't work every single day, they were there was going bit a bit because they want to, 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 you know, to make some improvements and everything. But with, you know, they arrived to, uh, to Finisterre and it was a group of uh, almost 200 people. So this is actually quite, quite a lot. Yeah. So um, when they arrived there, they decided to create the association. And they created the association with only one, a unique uh, uh, goal, that is uh, to to keep the, the route as it is, and they wanted to that many people come and see the route and, and work in the route, but with a lot of respect of nature. So this is how you can explore uh, the, uh, through hiking the Costa da Morte, but uh, in a different way, leaving the cars away, just walking and to explore and, you know, to just uh, investigate the, the other part of Costa da Monte. And this is how we start all this project, you know? And now uh, the project is outstanding, you know, is, uh, is, uh, is well known around the world. And um, I think many, or so, in, in our website, it was 100, around 120 countries that is searching for Camino dos Faros uh, to do the, the route. And mm -hmm. during the whole year, many people from, uh, from 
different countries they're coming to to do Camino Rosados. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks it looks absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, it's, it's got to be one of the most beautiful coastlines in the world. I'm sure you feel that way. <laughs> But, I've been uh, that way for sure. Yeah, yeah. So again, you just mentioned it's it's 200 kilometers approximately, and it's a, which is about 125 miles. How strenuous or difficult is the the route for people to walk? Um, we say that it's a hiking route, yes, but it's a it's a mixture mix a mixture of hiking and mountain. You know. It's not actually an easy walk that you can you can start to work uh, or decided to work one Sunday and say okay I'm going through this path I'm going and back no you need when you when you get ready to do this route is you need to actually uh, to prepare your packets to prepare your snacks your water you have to actually wearing the right clothes the right shoes because actually in the the way changed completely. You actually you can go for a path of uh, 80 centimeters, or you going for a um, a path of uh, like a like a small um, street, or you can go for a a car um, a car um, road. No, so mm -hmm. basically it's changed quite a lot. You you go up the mountains, you you cross rivers, you go you go uh, over the well, sorry, you cross the beaches. The the past completed change was a is complete difference between one one uh, kilometer and another one. So actually, who is coming to do this route? It needs to be to prepare to and to think, you know, uh, which kind of route is uh, is ours is ours yeah. route, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So it's not a casual thing, like you said. You no, can't just wander not. out and not. You have to be very, <laughs> very prepared. So it's divided into eight sections. Yes. I don't think we have time to talk about each of the individual sections today. But are there, are is there uh, one section or two sections or th that are uh, more popular than the others? The the most people do. Probably um, the eight stages. Uh, we have four of them that really. Um, the very technical and very 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 hard you know physical you need a physical um, you need to be fit and physical uh, well-being to do this uh, this uh, work but actually the the ones that really repeat are the, the people is for example the prolage to the the fifth and the, the fall and the fifth that are very shorter very relaxing you actually, you know, in contact with any village, you just basically, you know, <laughs> between mm -hmm. the, 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 with the, with the nature. But actually, all of them, they are different and some, they are different and they, they give you uh, a different sense of, um, of being, you know. Uh, I don't know how to explain, but some people, when they call us and they say, okay, I want to, I want to decide the, which one I should do because I only have four days, three days. And it's very difficult to, to advise, you know, because every single one is wonderful, but is different from each other. Sure. But actually, from my point of view, and my favorite ones is the one that, the fifth one, the stage fifth, that, they, that we call the, the queen stage. That is from that it goes goes past my lighthouse, the Milan lighthouse for sure. 
uh, amigos to Arog to, to my village to Camarinas. For me, it's mm -hmm. my favorite one. I'm sorry for the rest, yeah. but I have to say that the whole of them are beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I can understand, you know, why you would love that, that one especially. So I just want to mention, there's a website, of course, uh, CaminoDosFaros.com um, mm -hmm. that tells the, about the different stages and everything, really goes into yes. quite a bit of detail. So Camino, C-A-M-I-N-O. Uh, CaminoDosFaros.com. Yeah. Right. And if people want to see it in English, uh, they can just add slash en at the end. Yes. Right. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, it's very healthy. It's very helpful this uh, website because uh, it gives you all the details to know how to do it, the, the logistic thing. We put some, um, uh, some hotels, some restaurants, some bars, yep. some, everything, all the telephone numbers from the taxis. Uh, we give. Uh, the whole information and also we give, we give the, the links for the trucks mm -hmm. uh, to do the because it's very important also to download the, the trucks who the ones that who, 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 to, to, yeah. to give you the safety way to do the this route you know mm -hmm. because yeah. it uh, give you the, the website they give you all the things yeah. that uh, to do the this way this uh, yeah it's very informative. I was looking at it for quite a while. So let's talk about your organization, the Association of uh, Camino dos Faros. What is the primary mission of the organization? That o Camino dos Faros uh, exists and survives all over the time. Just uh, this for friends design it uh, and for sure that many people come to do this, uh, this the lighthouse way. Uh, but we always uh, ask something because they need to they need to have the the most respect for for nature. This is our uh, unique and main uh, goal that we want mm -hmm. to follow. Up. And actually, we carry on with with this. For sure, we we make uh, new improvements because we need to respect the nature. As a, as I said before, it's go through a sensitive and protective uh, uh, land that uh, we have a lot of uh, um, pieces, especially uh, with dunes and even the plants and the animals, we need to respect them. So uh, we, we make a lot of uh, improvements because of that. But people who want to come and to do Camino de Faros respect for the nature. And this is what we, you know, we, we act as a police, you know, we just mm -hmm. basically, we watch up to see what's going on. We we there. We going behind, and uh, we want that everything was uh, was good and carry on to be like that. Yeah, well, I'm so glad there's that respect for the natural environment, nature. Mm -hmm. It's it's so, you know, that's a, obviously a key part of all this. Let me ask you: Do do members of the organization? Do you have? volunteers maybe who who do any actual work on the on the route like hands-on work maintaining everything yes um with that i have to say from the minute of one people who who were who were involved in this project at the beginning with these four friends started to to do this you know to open up this this new path many people volunteers involved to put their their, their own brain 
you know, some of them they were uh, doing the painting of the signs, another ones were do the the maintenance with you know with the the, the cutting machines, another ones they create the, the website, another ones were dealing with administration of the association, you know, being volunteers to be there to you give a call and say okay, boys and girls, we need some hand, we need a hand. So. This is was this project is created with all the um, non-profit interest of uh, many volunteers, you know. Mm-hmm. And nowadays we have a really another, or so we have a group of volunteers who helping uh, the association to carry on with uh, this goal. And and also and actually we we enjoy the Camino de los because every single year. We go in uh, for a walk and we walk the, the whole 200 kilometers with the memberships of, of uh, the association, the Lighthouse Way. So mm-hmm. basically, we are in a, we are very active on that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's great. So, Jorce, you just mentioned the the natural environment, and uh, you uh, briefly mentioned uh, wildlife, birds. Uh, is uh, I imagine that a lot of the people who go there, it's, it's a, one of the big attractions is the the bird, the variety of birds that are seen there. Is that right? Yes, actually, uh, is is also a, a cepa. Uh, the cepa is a, an area where is a, is called a, a, an area where is um, protected for birds. You okay. know, from my point of view. Uh, the administration is not really care of uh, to showing with you know with the signals which kind of animals they can see you know you actually you need to search before uh, on a website which kind of animals you can you can see in different um, months of the year because some of them they can you know from, they they moving quite quite a lot from one from one point one country to another country. As everybody knows, so basically, is uh, is plenty of uh, wildlife, yeah. and also we have uh, many animals, well, many wild uh, wildlife that are very protective also. So basically, during a few months, we need to be actually aware that we cannot pass through the dunes of the beaches. We have actually quite a lot of uh, beaches that they have a very very sandy with the mountains, well, the dunes, the, the mountains of sand. That actually uh, is a bird that uh, they 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 put their, their own their, their eggs on the on on this part of the, the beaches, yeah. and they are very sensitive and uh, well, the administration they protect them. But from my point of view, they're, they're not doing enough because they don't put signals or anything. So basically, as I said before. You know, searching on our website to see what's going on, and actually we announce uh, when is this happens uh, that the users of the Camino de Paros need to be aware aware of what's going on, and actually don't picking a plant. You know, when actually if it's a very specific species, you know that they can spread from another part that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't grow up. So we have some some. Some very sensitive uh, uh, parts that uh, all of us we need to be responsible, you know. But I think the administration needs to put more signals to to see what's going on and uh, 
we actually we uh, in our website we put some some announce of an awareness of all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course we have similar areas in the the U.S. here that might be called a wildlife refuge or sanctuary, uh -huh. yes. but there are some national wildlife refuges where the animals are protected and everything in the natural environment, plants and everything. So I understand to get back to lighthouses, it is the lighthouse way of Camino dos Faros. It looks like there are nine lighthouses on yes. the route. Is that is that correct? Yes. Maybe uh, what are maybe uh, one or two of them that are kind of the biggest attractions for, for lighthouse lovers? Yes, the, the most popular, uh, well, Nowadays, the most popular are all of them, you know, because the Camino dos Faros become more popular, and uh, if the people who, who who know walking the route is going, you know, visit by car. Mm -hmm. um, and for example, the the two main ones that they are the first order is Vilan uh, in Camarinas and mm -hmm. Finisterre in Finisterre Lighthouse in Finisterre and Vilan Lighthouse. Milan Lighthouse is uh, the one that uh, both of them that are the first uh, order uh, lighthouses. Yeah. Uh, that means that they actually they they ship they uh, they take the reference those caves these two lights of the lighthouse to to take the route. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so basically uh, they are the main ones. The other ones they actually uh, they are the second and the third order. So they have a different duties uh, to do, as for example, to get entrance in a, in a, in a, I don't know how to say in English, sorry, we call RIA. How do you spell that? RIA, R-I-A. Yeah. It's basically to just say, um, it works with another small lighthouses to, to just like a semaphore, like traffic, to just go inside the the bay you know okay. it's like bay, it's like a bay you know a big bay in korea mm -hmm. that but actually those uh, those lighthouses uh, they give the the traffic lights like a ship uh, light to just uh, get the correct uh, corridor to, to go inside the port yeah so basically they are the third order and oh and also for sure we have the Cisargas lighthouse that is in in an island that uh, is amazing also. They have a mm -hmm. lot of history and everything. And what, what I'm going to say, you know, for me, I love, I love all of them. Yeah. But the main ones, I, I have to say, belong now on Finister. Yeah. I looked at the the photos on the website. They look all of them look beautiful. But the lighthouse of Vilan, where you uh, grew up, what spectacular! What a spectacular location! Yes, uh, it's incredible. It I I love. I hope I can get there sometime and see these places. Please, and call me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. I'll let you know if I can make it. I don't I'm think I can do. I don't think I can do the whole route, but I would love to do do no, some. No, but it. the thing is, was I get I get you a tour, you know, okay. and uh -huh. we're gonna visit the night of the, but it's the in, in, in a special one, this one, and all the area because yeah. it's actually is very singular. I have to say, I'm very lucky, you know, to be the the daughter of the lighthouse keeper of this lighthouse because for me. I don't have war, you know. I have to be so pleased to my mom and dad to give me the education and to love how I love the, the lighthouses is because of them, you know. 
I have my yeah. granny also, uh, and you know all the the history of my my family. This is the reason, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can see it comes through so strongly. Your your love of that place and and this uh, area in general. So along the route, are any of those lighthouses open? Do they have museums or anything like that? Uh, actually, um, in my well. I know I don't want to say mine, but in the in Milan lighthouse where I was uh, living, mm -hmm. uh, my mom and dad uh, they collect uh, the the old machines, they collect the the, the first optic um, of this lighthouse, they collect the 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 first dynamo that makes electricity of the lighthouse uh, mm -hmm. in Milan, uh, and another another part of uh, well different different machines. And they, they put it all together in a, in a room, you know? And when they, I remember when I was a little, when the tourists uh, come and, and say, oh, you are the, the, the children for the lighthouse. And I say, yes, we are. And they say, oh, can we, can you, can you show us uh, how is the lighthouse? Mm -hmm. And actually we were very proud because yeah. we, we, we were the, the, the tourists of the, the guide tourists of the lighthouse and the people were so amazing and we we actually we we show this uh, this small museum that for us it was my goodness we knew the the whole story you know about different parts of the lighthouse yeah uh, and now thanks because of my of them um uh, it's open but it's open through a, an association that during during uh, during six six uh, months a year, I think from April till November is open, uh, and they have an exhibition, an art exhibition. You can visit this museum that I was talking, and it's nice, you know, because and they have a, actually an information uh, desk that they can tell you about the the area, to places to go and visit. And it's nice because they they doing a, a good job to open it at least six months or seven months a, a year. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. Oh, that is great. That's great. It's, uh, like I said, it's just an amazing, I actually, I'm sitting here with the uh, the website open and the, the picture, uh, you know, it looks, reminds me a little bit of places I saw when I was in Ireland, but, um, but different, but uh just a rugged but beautiful, beautiful coast. Yeah. Um, so, in addition to the lighthouses, there are um, there's a lot on the the, the trail, of course, um, fishing villages and uh, other types of landmarks and things like that. And again, you know, we have limited time here. We can't talk about everything. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you love love it all. But um, is there a, maybe a, a one or two of the attractions that, that are the most uh, interesting to people? Uh, I will say um, one of the attractions is the sea. I have to say the sea. To, to oh, the sea, the sea. The uh -huh. sea, the sea, sorry. To just sit on, on one rock, you know, by the coast and just contemplate the horizon and the sea, and, you know, and it depends on the, the time of the year that who the persons who come the, the seat changes completely and even the smells different <laughs> mm -hmm. you know it's com for me the sea is just uh, an open mind you just sit there and relax but actually um a part of uh, the sea that is uh, the main character of uh, of this uh, part of this, the coast 
I have to say the the culture and the village and all the history that we have, you know, because mm -hmm. the lighthouse way, uh, one thing that they does, it goes through all the main villages by the coast, and actually it's in the third stage that go inside, and we're going to see the 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 hill forts and the dolmens, that is the the, the funerary um, of uh, Celtic, you know, the where the Celtic was the burn. Buried the the people was uh, adult. Uh, are you? I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you saying is Celtic or Celtic people? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So basically, you know, but the, we have an, a, another uh, another good thing in Galicia and especially in this part that is the gastronomy. You know, the one that who wants to eat uh, fresh food and seafood and everything, you need to come to Costa yeah. and yeah. Galicia. And the, the Galician style octopus, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about the food. Um, are there? I'm sure there's amazing restaurants there, and you know I love seafood, so it looks like a just perfect place to go. But are there restaurants and also lodging uh, inns, hotels, or a lot close to the route that people can? Yes. Can, yeah. And actually, uh, because as I said, as I said to you before, then. Most of the stages ended, yep. ended on the main uh, village, you know, uh, and actually is a is main village uh, along the uh, along the coast. So basically, when you are arriving to, to those villages, you just searching for a a local uh, no no actually restaurant, but bar tapas that actually you can they can you can actually. Uh, order uh, this kind of food and also the meat. The main character at the, at the sea with the fishing and the seafood, but the meat and the potatoes are really good also. <laughs> I have mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you: uh, Are there? I know your your organization, the association, does not is not involved with this, but are there travel packages available that people can can take, like people say from the the US? Um, yes. Things, um, mm -hmm. Well, in the uh, from the US, they come in a lot of people uh, with a travel agency. Uh, I think on food, uh, I believe uh, so. But there are plenty now. If you search in the Lighthouse Way or Camino de Faros, you are, they, they probably they're gonna come up a lot of uh, travel agencies. We have in ours uh, in Costa da Morte, we have a, a local travel agency we call. Travels to Finisterre, who is uh, the ones that uh, support us from the beginning and uh, and believe on on this project. And actually, they they sell some packages that uh, they well, you can see on the on our website there are there are uh, the information of this uh, travel agency. Nowadays, uh, if the if the users wants to come, they there are another way to do it. They call us uh, to our uh, telephone number or even they send us email. And if they want to, we we, we can give the support uh, to how to, you know, prepare or planning their own, uh, their own you know, their own uh, travel to, to come to do the, the Camino dos Faros. Uh, yeah. And in the website, they give you the, all the information the restaurants, the hotels, everything, and the, the in each stage, they have all clear information about all of this, the logistic one, uh, the taxis, everything. 
So yeah. if you if you want, you can do it and you can play yourself. That actually this year, one couple from Australia, they they done it they, they don't, by their own. You know, they just uh, carry on the I'm searching information in their website and mm-hmm. they planning without any problem. So yeah, yeah. So people can can do it on their own. Uh, with some research ahead of time. <laughs> you know, I was just going to mention that the press has been fantastic. Uh, I was reading some of those those uh, uh, articles in magazines and newspapers and things. Like, for instance, The Telegraph called it one of the 50 best adventure vacations in the world. You must be very pleased with the press, yes. press attention it's gotten. Yeah. Yes. Um, at the beginning of uh, this project, uh, as I said, you know, some of the volunteers put their own grain on the the best thing that they that can, uh, each, each each of them they can do, and uh, I, it was uh, it was uh, a person who who was very keen and he was really good on that, and they make the promotion to sell to sending mails of uh, all the information about. Uh, our uh, project, the, the Lighthouse Way, and the first uh, com- the first country, the first countries to to react uh, of this project was the Euro- European ones, mm-hmm. and the European ones were the first ones that they published uh, our project on on the newspapers, on the networks, and everything. And then suddenly, in in a couple of years, we just jump to another countries. Mm-hmm. In this case, USA and Australia, and it was amazing. And nowadays, the promotion is basically is the stops because we don't want that these Camino de Faros become massive, you know. Because our goal is please, we want to respect the, the nature, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very protective and sensitive uh, uh, place. So we don't want to become. I don't want to say it, Camino de Santiago, because it's been yeah. a, a really boom. Yeah. And actually, our uh, route is not the same as Camino de Santiago. You need to be well physically prepared to do this route. Sure. Yeah, it's not Disneyland, Disney World. Or, you know, I know you, you don't want, uh, you have to put a limit on the number of people yes. who go there to, to respect yeah, the... Sure. The environment. I was reading the uh, National Geographic called it an under the radar gem. I guess it's not not so much under the radar anymore. It's <laughs> word has gotten out. But um, so I have one final question for you for yeah. bonus points. Okay, this one's for bonus points. All right. Okay. The question is, and it's probably hard to narrow it down to one thing, but you can it can be more than one thing but what have you enjoyed most what has been your favorite thing about your association with o camino dos faros i'm gonna tell you my experience okay because uh, probably you're gonna understand uh, more which kind of association we are because we are very friendly and family uh, when the first uh, met uh, the people well, the, 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 the members of uh, this association who, who, who come to, well, who will win the Camino dos Faros, arrived one day to the lighthouse in Milan, where I was living. And it was Sunday, and, one, and my mom said, oh, I need to go downstairs to have a speech uh, to a group of persons who come in, walking from Alpica. And, and I, I asked to my mom, but tell me about more about these people. Who are they? 
I don't know, the wedding or ring, and it's it just the second time that they, they arrived. So I said, okay, so I, I will go with you because I want to, to, to meet them and to see what's going on about that. So the first time that I made this uh, group, uh, the, that they already were at the association, they like how way. Uh, I started to talking to them and everything. I was like, who are, who are, who are this association? What are you doing? Where are you going? You know, I have all these questions that you asked me. I was asking to them, you know. And actually, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know about that. You know, I, I need to want to do this coming out of the because I live in this wonderful place. And actually, I miss up a lot of things, you know, a lot of parts of Camino, although the, of Costa da Morte that I've never, I never been. So they invited me to go to the next appointment. So I just arrived to the next uh, two, two weeks later. And my mom said to me, oh, where are you going? I'm going to do the hiking with these uh, people. I said, oh, you're crazy. No, but how are you, are you going to be alone? No, mom, no, mom, I'm not going to be alone. I'm going to be, you see, with more than 100 people doing the Camino del Paros. I'm going with them. So I went there. And uh, the first time that I went there, I was feel so comfort, comfortable, uh, safe. Uh, the route was amazing. I made the, the seven states. I started for the seven states. It was amazing. I never been, I never seen the Costa da Morte from this point of view. You know, just by the coast, just, you know, with the sea there. I used to watch this route by the lighthouse, you know, through, through my window. But actually, you just to be there in the, this cave, in that point, it was amazing. And I arrived, uh, I finished that day, I said, oh, my God, you know, I discovered something that I never knew about that. So I carried on and I started again. I'm becoming a volunteer you know, this association. Mm -hmm. And after that, and I say, okay, I'm being involved, I'm being doing that, I put on my best, I'm doing good on, on that. And I, you know, I'm supporting, I put my brain and all the volunteers as me just become, we are a big family, you know, and this is how important, you know, because we believe in this project and uh, we know that it's, it's, uh, it's good for Costa da Morte, because because of this project, the circular economy uh, started to move. They increased the number of business, and many business is uh, is working because of Camino de Faros. And that's the makes me happy, you know, to just be involved. The lighthouse, the locals, the village, the culture, the landscapes, everything is in, is connected in only one project. And this is how is uh, from my point of view. I will now I'm the president, but if I'm not the president for the next time, uh, I will carry on to be, to become part of this big family that who is coming to the Well, that's that's beautiful, and uh, I commend you for this this work you're doing. It sounds so worthwhile. You know, uh, as, as I said, your your love for the the region and for this this project and everything comes through. I was thinking how a, a lot of love from you and other people has gone into this this whole yes. thing of Camino de, dos Faros. The, the, the same. Yeah. You cannot imagine. You cannot yeah. imagine that every. Every single people who is involved nowadays and the ones that they were before, they, I think they have the same. 
we call Espiritu Trasno. We have a, a really a small pet, a mascot, we call Trasky. And okay. the, users, uh, the users who is doing the Camino de los Faros, we call Trasnos or Trasnas. It's a little bit of green elf, you know? Oh, so okay. I, I'm a Trasna because I'm famous. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so basically, uh, we create uh, and we the spirit to Trasno. The, tras, the Trasno spirit is there. So this is why, you know, uh, this project is, uh, is coming up. Okay. That makes sense. There's a lot of spirit in this. And as I said, the love of the lighthouses, of course, and the love of that beautiful region and the love of, of nature, it all it all comes together there. And it's just beautiful. It's so nice talking with you, Christina. And pleasure. yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, it's at, you know what a, a bucket list is, right? This is the move to the, I think, to the top of my bucket list to, be, to visit yes, your, your region. I sure hope so. Friend. You have a friend here in Galicia now. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'll tell my wife, I have a friend there. Let's go. Yes. Um, so, Christina Alonso, thank you so much for this time today. And uh, again, I commend you for, for the work you've been doing with, with this uh, fantastic uh, place, uh, The Lighthouse Way. Thank you so much, Christina. It's a pleasure to me. And thank you very much for, you know, to be interested in this project. Um, more than welcome to come to Costa da Morte eh, and Galicia, okay? For more information on O Camino dos Ferros, visit CaminoDosFerros.com. For the English version of the site, add a forward slash and EN to the end of the address. Again, that's C-A-M-I-N-O-D-O-S-F-A-R-O-S.com slash EN. I recommend very strongly that people check out the website. There's really a lot on there. Uh, the photos are spectacular, and there's also some videos on the site. Mm. Have you ever been to Spain, Cindy? No, I've never actually been to Europe. Not Well, not yet, anyway. But you've been in England, right? No. No? No. Why did I think that? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe because I'm a bit of an Anglophile. Maybe that's it. And Yeah, and I would, I would love to. Yeah. But no, not yet. I've been to Australia when mm -hmm. I was a kid because my stepmom um, is from Melbourne. But um, but that's... Well, it's it, an English-speaking country. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Right. But um, yeah, the U.S. Lighthouse Society tour just went to Spain just very recently, mm. uh, led by Henry Gonzalez, the vice president of the society. And I was uh, very envious of the people on that tour. Mm -hmm. and I really hope I can get over there sometime and at least see some of this, this trail, trail. in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the U.S. Lighthouse Society's tours, be sure to visit uslhs.org to learn about the domestic and international tours, preservation grants, the research catalog, and all the things the USLHS offers. Right, and if you listen to us using Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Before we sign off, do you have a quote, Cindy? I do. The filmmaker Werner Herzog once said, quote, the world reveals itself to those who travel on foot, unquote. I completely agree with that. I would say some of the best experiences of my life have been walking in natural areas like the White Mountains in New Hampshire and also in cities. Like, uh, for instance, Dublin last year. I got mm. to walk around uh, all day on my own. That was so much fun. You really need to be on foot, I think, to experience a place. That's a great point. We will be back with a new episode next week. For now, to all our regular listeners and our new ones, thanks so much for listening and... 
keep a good light. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light.